Today on We Need to Talk, we have our final chat about meditation, self-actualization, and all that woo-woo crazy stuff. So get ready, strap in, because we need to talk. Like, there is an in-recreatable part of everything. Like, you you can't recreate something exactly because it will always be that a recreation of another thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the context you're talking about, like where yeah. there's always this thing with that context and that lineage. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I still would have uh, disagreements with that, but that, that that's fine. I think we just kind of disagree on this point. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think your viewpoint is definitely very fascinating. I, that, well, like, I like hearing it. Uh, I do want to kind of just... If you're okay with this uh, uh, sidelining to a different topic, which yeah, or different idea, just just something that I found interesting during a meditation session. Uh, so I do these meditations from uh, an, act, an app called Waking Up, uh, which is by a guy named Sam Harris, and he has this like a one exercise in it. Uh, I forget what, what lineage it kind of comes from, but there's this idea. What he has to do is you know you're kind of like looking. You're kind of doing the meditation. You're kind of just like paying attention to your breath and stuff like that. But then there's this kind of pointing sort of thing, right? And like you look out into your vision and you kind of see yourself looking out into things. But if you kind of like pretend like you're, you're like what he has you do is kind of take your finger, put back at yourself. And it's like, no, that's, that's not you. That's you pointing back at yourself. And it's weird because it's this weird perspective shift that can happen where you feel like you're you know looking out, but really you're looking in. You're looking into yourself. Your vision's not outward. Your vision's really in. And it's kind of internally kind of like going back at you. And it's a super weird sensation. And in a way, it, it for me kind of indicates maybe like everything that's happening in your brain is happening in your brain. Like you're kind of constrained to that boundary just, just kind of naturally. I don't know what it means beyond that, but it's just want to bring up some weird sensation. Uh, have you ever, have ever had any weird sensations like that? I'm, I don't know that I completely follow. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's really that easy to explain. So when like you see your vision right now, right? Mm-hmm. So when your, your perception, of your vision right now, you're kind of looking out into the world, right? Mm-hmm. And there's kind of like a, there's you right here. And then there's like the thing in front of you, right? Okay. Right, right. So it's you right here looking out this way. Mm-hmm. So kind of similar with the moon illusion here. The idea is that the you and the thing out there, they're, they're kind of a construct in a way. And they can be flattened. And really, it's not you looking out. There's no you there looking behind anything. It's just a thing in itself. And that thing, you can kind of like get that perception by imagining like that image is looking back into you. It's coming into you. It's not going out of you. There's no you right there. Essentially, when you take yourself out of the picture, it's just an image. And that image is just being perceived right into you. Okay. I'm not sure if that's going to make any sense, but I just wanted to bring it up as an interesting meditation realization sort of thing. Because uh, that experience has changed my perception of a lot of things and how things operate. How? How? How, do, how does, yeah, how does that change, change your perception? So, 
I don't want to repeat myself necessarily, but it's you see yourself as doing things outwardly, but things are happening internally. Like it's it's almost like the abyss sort of thing. The abyss looks back into you. It's it's kind of a reflection. You see, you're looking out at the world and you think you're seeing the things, but you're really seeing a reflection of yourself. You kind of see what reflects back at you. And I feel like I'm getting super woo-woo here. And I think this is the issue with kind of describe... It's the issue with trying to describe experiences, right? Because experiences are just not very easy to describe if they're kind of in this weird realm of perception. But it's it's like you think about yourself. Let's, let's say an emotion that you're having or let's say an experience or just anything that's happening to you. Like you cannot see yourself as kind of like acting out to that thing but really is kind of acting into you and we understand that you can kind of like start perceiving those things i think more accurately maybe more helpfully right for, for instance here's an example here uh with hearing right so when we kind of are trying to pay attention to something what we do is we kind of try to focus on it we try to like isolate it out and we just kind of it's, it's almost like we're trying harder with hearing in a way that doesn't really make sense right because is there such a thing as hearing harder? Like, are your ears doing anything different? No, the sound's coming in just as it was before. There's no difference in the actual thing that's coming in. Rather, what's happening is you're doing these kind of like mathematical computations and everything to kind of isolate the sound or amplify the sound in your brain. So that's what's actually happening. And then from that understanding, when you are having an issue with some of the experience, let's say that emotion of frustration or trying to like focus on something, you're not trying to extend yourself outward, but rather you're just taking the thing that's there, taking the thing that's coming in and you're just, you know, just can only pay attention to that thing that's there. You're not creating anything. You're not denying anything. It's just what's coming in is here. What's, what's there is there. You know, let's just deal with this. This is all I can really do with. And it's, it, you're not trying to go anything beyond yourself. Mm. That's super interesting. Um, so, what what does that mean for your for your enlightenment for your like realization of self? Does that change how you see the self, how you see yourself, and how you're interacting with the world? In that, it sounds like you're almost saying you're you're not it's interacting with you well so the self is kind of maybe a little bit separate in some ways so your perception and your yourself are kind of the same thing like you are your perception and your perception is kind of yourself and you can get into some like weird territory where you know you don't want to necessarily take ownership of everything that happens that's not what i'm saying here but everything that happens is happening in that container of perception. You can't really escape that. And at least as far as the self goes, like we, we think about all these times where we generate thoughts and we kind of say, I generated that thought or this is this is what I'm doing. And a lot of times sports is happening, right? Like half the thoughts you have that this kind of appear out of nowhere. And a lot of things that you, you do, they're not like really you doing anything. It's just kind of like a reaction that's kind of happening. And this could obviously go into the discussion of free will, and uh, I'm a compatibilist on that as well, so I don't necessarily just think this invalidates free will or anything to that effect. But what I do think it does, it kind of makes what is actually happening a bit more confusing. 
where you like the self that you think is there it's not this monolithic sort of thing there rather it's response to other things and there's things that are happening internally it can have you can kind of focus that perception onto yourself that level of attention but you know who who you actually are is a bit more a bit more nuanced it, it's kind of like a collection of different things and you you are kind of that container itself i mean it, it almost sounds like you're saying that some people are drawing a line between their conscious self and their un- unconscious self because you could say that the stuff that just like pops into your head or happens without you actively making it happen like you're saying that's are you are you saying that's part of yourself or it's not because it, it almost sounded like you were saying it's not but i would obviously say that it is repeat that one more time it's the the unconscious and conscious was that was that the question yeah yeah they're both the same thing right yeah uh, the, the conscious mm-hmm. mind is just more expletive right it, it's more like in the form of words or the form of this like easily comprehensible or really what it is it just kind of crosses like the cognitive part of the brains whereas mm-hmm. you have the other parts you know other things that are happening that are say unconscious that are just not happening to those conscious parts of your brain mm-hmm. but they're all the same thing like you know, you're, you're kind of one thing in itself and all that thing is just anything that to do is, has to do with experience. Like you're kind of the experience in itself. There's no person who's experiencing the thing out there. Rather, you are that thing. Mm-hmm. This kind of reminds me, and this may be a bit off where, <laughs> where we're at, but um, of a conceptualization that once I like, actually put it into into practice and into my like active cognition became a game changer for me and that's that how people react how people speak to you how people treat you is a reflection of them not of you Mm -hmm. and vice versa so i can't control how you're going to to act or um respond to me now that doesn't take me completely off the hook in that i can treat you any way i want and then that like that doesn't matter but rather that if i treat you badly you could react to that anyway you could still choose to be nice you could choose to be a dick you could choose to have no reaction at all but that's a reflection of you and realistically n- means nothing to me myself, like to, to how I acted. So in a way, like whatever I do is kind of irrelevant in the sense of how other people are going to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously that's not completely true because not all people that's, that's only true for people who are like actively thinking about how they're reacting to things and some people are don't do that and all they do is rebound so if i'm a jerk to you they rebound it back and that's how a lot of people live their life is as as a trampoline and i don't think that uh uh, you know that there's no right or wrong way there but i think that that is more of a reflection of of them not not you and that once i realized that it made when people are jerks so much easier Mm-hmm. Because it, it has nothing, it really, it has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with them. 
and it, it shouldn't become a part of me because somebody else is acting a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's almost kind of like you are giving, I hate to put this, you're giving this person full, I want to say full responsibility, but let's say this for lack of a better phrase, like full responsibility for themselves. Like, yeah. I, and I know I've kind of had issues with letting go of that to some effect because like sometimes like I, I have felt like I have to control someone's reaction, usually for a better reason, like maybe something bad happens and I don't want that person to feel bad. So I feel like I have to like kind of, you know, stop them from feeling bad or kind of stop them from getting angry or something like that. But really that's not really being respectful of this person because this person has their own kind of world and stuff. Right. And like, like for me, I think I was more trying to protect other people uh, mm-hmm. for, for, I think yourself, you were maybe uh, tr- being confused about your interactions with people and why it was going a certain way. Like, like what did I do? And kind of this, you know, leaving this person, you know, this person's just a thing in themselves and they can act how they want and that's fine. And it's kind of an acceptance with that. And also kind of a respect, I would say, because I, I think it's a little bit, uh, a little bit, I don't want to say narcissistic, but a little bit presumptuous to think that mm-hmm. you're the reason why everyone acts a certain way. It's selfish. You're, you're claiming agency over everybody in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, they acted that way because I did that. Like, no, that it, 99% of everything in the world has zero to do with you even things you're directly interacting with it has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. and the moment that you realize that and it both strips you of the responsibility of everybody else in the world and it gives you absolute agency over yourself and i think that is extremely important for people to be able to let go of the selfishness of owning everything and take on the responsibility of owning you. And I think that's super powerful. And it completely changed my way of, of acting, of interfacing with the world, of feeling responsible and guilty and all of these negative emotions about other people mm-hmm. and how they were perceiving me because it doesn't have to do with me most of the time. Mm-hmm. Th- that is a little bit something people say when they, like, the biggest thing they could do or they would do is uh, when they get... If they could change anything of their life, they would stop caring what people thought like when they're younger because that's a big thing. For you, I think it's extending a little bit further. I mean, if you feel comfortable, uh, is, is, are there any like maybe instances or say make-believe instances that you could describe of like how you would have acted prior to this realization to like after just to get a full picture? Yeah, I mean, even like let's take something super simple and obvious that I think is relatable to most people. You're in a situation, in a business situation where you're facing a customer and – uh, the customer is yelling at you, mm-hmm. like I would internalize that and I would take that on to me, even if I know, you know, this had nothing to do with me. Like I would, I would internalize that. And a lot of times I would rebound that back. You're treating me badly. So I'm going to treat you badly. And I would, I would, you know, if they start calling me names, I would be like, oh, wow, this is a reflection of me. And it would just generate a lot of negativity and kind of continue that negativity and let it become me. And now it's more of a, you're feeling a certain way and you, like, this is how you are and what you're projecting. And it's completely independent of me and realistically has nothing to do with me, even if it was something that I did. Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't have to like your what you're feeling isn't like I am not responsible for what you're feeling in and of itself. Mm-hmm. That like you need to own your responsibility for how you feel, and I will own my responsibility for how I feel. And I I don't I feel like some people are going to feel like that means I can do whatever I want because it has no effect on anybody else. And if you don't like it, that's too bad for you. And it's your problem. And I see it literally as the exact opposite where I am now responsible for owning everything about me and everything that I do and feel that's me and not you. And, And it's, it's made me come to the opposite conclusion that I think people who haven't, who aren't thinking the same way as me in this in this regard would think it comes to. Uh, I think it gives you true agency and really makes you truly responsible for yourself versus saying, oh, now I have no responsibility. Mm-hmm. I, I think the big portion of that is, if I'm not wrong, you're taking that standard, you know, you have the standard for other people, right? You know, they're responsible how they feel and, you know, they have certain conduct that might be good or bad. There's probably some sort of judgment there as to like what they're doing, right? But they have their own internal world responsible for that. But you're taking that same exact thing that's going externally out to these other people and you're applying that just the same as to yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that standard really like changes from them to you. Whereas I, I think a lot of times the issues that people have is they have differing standards. A great example of that is the uh, what's called in uh, psychology an attribution error, uh, where let's say someone's walking down the street and they slip and fall, right? And you might look at them and say, "What a, what a clumps!" or you know, "They're so clumsy," you know, something like that. Whereas, let's say you're walking down the street and you fall, same exact sort of way that the other person fell, you say, "Oh wow, I, I must not be paying attention." Oh man. My shoes must have been untied. You come up with like any number of reason to, you know, say, like, kind of get yourself off the hook of that responsibility, whereas you're fully willing to, you know, attribute, say, some sort of attribute to this other person. Whereas I think from your perspective with this kind of idea, you can't do that. If you think this person's a klutz here, then you're a klutz here. If you think this person mm. just was, you know, having a bad day and that's why they fell, well, that's why you fell too. You're just having a bad day. Yeah, and I I think it's I think it works on both in both ways too, right? Because there are some people who are going to say, um, you know, you fell, so that was your mistake, and I fell, so it wasn't. And some people who are going to think the opposite because they're harder on themselves. Mm-hmm. You fell because it was slippery. I fell because I'm such a klutz. Yeah, but I think this forces you to do to to do both and most people i've found turn that into a net positive so a lot of people will give others grace will say oh you made this little mistake it's not a big deal like you should forgive yourself you shouldn't feel bad most people i've met are that way but when they themselves make a mistake they they find it hard to forgive themselves mm-hmm. but with this principle you owe yourself the same grace that you owe, that you extend to everybody else. And I think that is very powerful in 
really loving yourself and it's beyond a some people take loving themselves to be like that means like i'm perfect and i do no wrong and no matter what i do i'm the best and that's not it it's being willing to be forgiving to yourself being willing to show yourself that that grace that you would extend to other people and then vice versa for the people who are the opposite way if you were willing to to show yourself that forgiveness and grace oh i'm only human you should be able to do that to everybody else and and it should be a level playing field where you are as much a person as everybody else is you are one of everybody else in that regard mhm mm-hmm. and that goes to what you're saying don't hold like holding at the the different levels different people at different levels everybody should be held at the same level those you love those you don't know yourself all at the same level mm. I definitely know deserve forgiveness and grace. I definitely know I've been uh, guilty of judging myself from a harsher perspective than I judge other people. And I've also done things like where it made no sense. Like, uh, I I don't know, like, like I've done things for people that I shouldn't have done for them. That if I was observing a friend, what they're doing, I would have been like, what are you doing? This doesn't make any sense. You know, why would you do this? Like, you wouldn't let me do this. Why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's kind of like a different level of standards for yourself. And I think being able to kind of look at yourself objectively from the outside is quite important. I think, again, this goes back to self-realization, right? Because to realize who you are, whatever that means, I think you have to kind of understand yourself. You have to be able to reflect on who you are actually are and not fool yourself too because that's that's where i think people go wrong is they will observe their actions and they draw the wrong conclusion i.e the attribution error here like let's say they get lucky and win something right they might think they're awesome for that but are they maybe if it's a matter of luck probably not you know they just got really lucky but some people will kind of talk themselves up if there's another person who won the same exact situation they might be saying oh this person's so about themselves but they just got lucky right you, you know, mm-hmm. so I think being able to correctly look at the situation that you're in, and if that if your way you're looking at it applies to both you and somebody else that would happen to, then maybe maybe you're more self actualized than someone who say would have these different attributions. Mm. Maybe I mean I don't mm. know. Life is so mm. it's so ethereal. It's hard to say. Like it feels pretentious to even say like oh somebody else is more self-actualized than somebody else that just feels wrong Mm. uh in and of itself uh because that you know it's i don't think that there's any standard i don't think there's any i i don't even know that there are metrics for that type of thing Mm, i i think i think there are uh and this probably would be somewhere where we disagree but i think some people just don't reflect at all they don't think at all about their actions and they're just like a, I don't know, like a stack of projection, right? It's just like, just a huge pancake. Like nothing's ever their fault. They're always blaming other people for it. Uh, they get angry and they start yelling for no reason. And it's because something happened to them at work. Uh, like they have no control or rather life is controlling them. And these people aren't, I would say at all self-actualized. I don't think they have any capacity or no, it's not that they don't have any capacity. They in the moment, they don't really have any way of getting out of that loop. And it's, it's, I, I think a lot of this is a muscle 
it's not like you just like have it or you don't you know you build up over time by you know continually self-reflecting and i I i'm gonna say that people who are less self-actualized are probably going to act worse than people who would just because they're not going to have an accurate perception of what's going on. They're going to think they're being awesome or they're a great person when maybe they're being a complete douche. I think you need like real reflection and real understanding of what you're actually doing and what how you might be tricking yourself is probably the most important thing to really understand who you actually are. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to think on that a lot more because there. I think there's also something to perception equals reality. So I don't know. I'll have to think on that a bit. Mm-hmm. I I am like a hundred percent okay with placebos. Uh, I think placebos are very very powerful, but I think you'd also like admit a little bit it's a placebo. Uh, like if someone, you know, kind of gets high on themselves, saying I'm great and everything, and they this allows them to do like fucking great stuff that's amazing they shouldn't stop like there's no reason for them to stop but also they have to like kind of like feel like this is what i need to get myself going right you know it, it like like this this is kind of like like war chant right it, I, I don't know that i could i can agree that uh like at, knowing that makes any difference mm-hmm. i don't know like I said, I, I'll definitely have to think on that. I mm-hmm. think uh, I think I've I've hit the hit the wall on being able to to perpetuate that because I, I think I agree, but there's something that I haven't explored well enough to fully say yes, I I agree mm-hmm. or disagree with you. Yeah, and, and I'm just very willing just to throw out random ideas and just like. <laughs> to say it very very strongly like i absolutely believe this <laughs> until i contradict, contradict myself like two seconds later i mean this is yeah. what i do and it's my job to point that out <laughs> <laughs> but i think we'll probably be wrapping up here in a moment uh mm-hmm. any other topics you could think of before we we end this um no no i mean i i would love to hear what other people feel on this subject i i'm always like i'm really hungry to get some feedback from people who listen i know it's an extra step to a try and take everything you're thinking and put it down and b actually put it down and send it out but i I would be really interested to to understand how other people view actualization and maybe some of these things like realize like some of these realizations that other people have come to that have made their life feel more powerful and strong, um, be that Facebook, Twitter, Discord, in a review of our podcast, whatever, whatever way you want to reach out, uh, I would love to to hear from anybody um, and have the the abyss uh, speak back to me a bit. <laughs> and you know, if if you have super strong views and you think you can mitigate them, hey, let us know. Uh, this stuff is very interesting, and I don't think people get enough of a chance to really discuss their views on the life. I, I think people tend to be very, very like overly critical or they don't let people explore these ideas like in a conversation. Mm-hmm. So if you have some interesting ideas and you want to discuss them here, you know, I think that might be for an interesting podcast. Uh, uh, so long as you're not like super crazy. I don't know. Like, like if you start talking about how the meaning of life is maybe to like point your butthole at the sun and it radiates energy or something like that, that that's maybe a little bit too weird for us, but you know, 
That's my favorite Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> song. It's the sequel to Bark at the Moon. It's Fart at the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, we need to talk. Fart at the Sun. <laughs> <laughs>